Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Healing Insight. Healing Insight is an acupuncture and holistic medicine clinic on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senia May and her team of practitioners can help patients with everything from anxiety to pain relief to fertility and so much more. Now, I've personally been seeing Senia for several years, and I'm now part of her membership program, which means I have a standing monthly appointment. Each month, we decide together which areas of my health to focus on. Sometimes it's an energy boost. Sometimes it's more acute, like sinus issues. Other times we focus on boosting immunity. Several of my family members go to Healing Insight, and I really do credit Senya as being a huge part of how I'm able to balance work, family, and other projects, and overall, the most important part, maintain good health. Now, Senya can also help you work through many health issues over Skype or Zoom calls. And Senya was also our featured guest on one of our most listened to episodes episodes of Best to the Nest. It's episode 25, simply titled Anxiety. I really encourage you to download that episode if you haven't already and go to HealingInsightOnline.com. That's HealingInsightOnline.com to find out more about Senya and her team. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is The Nest, our mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And I loved our uh, Best of the Nest earlier this week because it was called Chickens, Garden, and Bread. And all my favorite the, things. <laughs> all of them. And it was really it was really informative, though, Elizabeth, I have to say, and really inspiring because since we last talked, I have finished pulling out the walkway, which I've, I've posted a little bit about this, and I've made a place on our flagstone patio or our slate patio, I don't know what the stone is, for gardening. And we'll get back to that. But it's all because you have inspired me. But first, let's start with chickens. I love it. Okay, so we're going to give you just some resources of places to find out more information about chickens, garden, and bread today. So this is just like a fun jumping off point if you got inspired and you want to do some more. And I know a lot of you have been messaging me about chicken resources. So I have a couple things for you. Number one, Eggplant Urban Farm Supply in St. Paul. I've talked about them before, but that is where I took my chicken class. I went to chicken school like of course almost you did. a decade ago. Yes. Of course you did. Of course I did. And it was really helpful. But I bring that up because I know not everybody's in Minnesota. They're in St. Paul and it's a darling little shop. But you are finding more and more of these kind of urban farm stores or even a more rural farm store. And what I would encourage you to do is go to those stores when we can, when they are open for business and build a relationship with them, cultivate a relationship with the people there. You know, I go to eggplant every few weeks to pick up chicken feed and I know the owners and I know the people who work there. 
And I go in and say hello, or I say, hey, it's Elizabeth. I'm going to swing by and pick up chicken feed. Can I pay over the phone because I got the kids in the car? You know, all that kind of stuff. And what they will become is a great resource for you. So it'll become a place where you can go and ask questions. You can shoot them an email. You can say, oh, this is happening with my chicken, or I kind of want to get another couple of chicks, but I'm not really sure which ones would fit in with my flock. That way you just have a resource all the time. Here's what I love about that, especially now. I know a lot of this stuff you can probably order online when all of these shops reopen. Although is that, is, is your place doing curbside pickup? I mean, can you yeah, still they're get, doing, yeah. yep, you can do curbside so and then you can also actually go, they have a little small plant nursery in the backyard. And so you can actually go there now that the nurseries are open in Minnesota, but they're, they're a tiny little business that relies on their regular customers. Right. And I, I think that's a good thing to just to remember, especially now is what you actually get when you shop local. And when you talk about get to know them, usually little shops like that, it's like going to a great bookstore. The people that work there or that own it, own it or work there because they're passionate about what they're selling. And there's nothing more fun than being able to go in and say, hey, I'm curious about this. And they can just tell you everything you want to know. And that's different than shopping online. I shop a ton online, so I'm not saying don't. But those little businesses, I think, are really important now for local employment. So it's so if, true. And I've taken other classes there. I took a canning class there and kind of become part of the family. And then one yep. other thing, if you're not in Minnesota and if you just kind of want to get an idea of what chickens are like, there's a book that I got a long, long time ago. I still have it. I still refer to it sometimes. It's called A Chicken in Every Yard. It's the Urban Farm Store's Guide to Chicken Keeping. And um, you can order it on Amazon. I'm sure they have it at your local chicken store too. But it really is worth having because it kind of gets you ready for, are we really ready to do this? <laughs> what breeds should I pick? What do I really need for a coop and a run? What does it mean to take care of them? What What are the ethical things that you have to think about when you have chickens, which is, am I going to be a person who takes my chicken to a veterinarian? Or am I not going to be that person? I mean, what am I going to do with these chickens when they're done laying eggs? Right. Will I keep them? Will I not? How am I How am I going to handle it if we lose a chicken to a predator or to an illness? You know, those are all things you have to think through before you decide to actually bring chickens into your yard. Well, one of my favorite moments in your chicken journey, which I have shared with you, is watching you on Instagram as you're protecting your chickens from predators. <laughs> These are real know. issues, people. These I are know. real issues. I have you to fight all Elizabeth... the all the time. It's exhausting. <laughs> yes. But I love seeing like the mama chicken come out in you. I know. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. I yell. I shriek. It's a whole. What was the possum that was trying to. Oh, there was a possum trying to get my chickens. There's a squirrel that keeps finding a way in to eat my chicken feed. I mean, it is, it's a saga all the time. So it's just, this book helps you kind of get prepared for those things. And I think it's really easy to idealize, like, I'm going to have these chickens just floating with their feathers through the yard. It helps you to kind of know really what you're getting into before you get into it. Obviously, I have seen way more positive. Positives and negatives because I've had chickens for eight years. Well, one of the things that I think when you think about idealizing having chickens, because it's easy to think. I mean, we have a really pretty yard here in Kansas and there's plenty of space. Oh, chickens would be and, perfect for you. I know. So and good. it's really fun to sort of think about. And, and Ian's the one that's like, you know, let's have chickens because we do have ticks. I mean, there's a lot of bugs. Oh, and it'll crush the ticks. And their chickens are amazing tick hunters. Which would be great. And so he's sort of, but of course... 
this is so particular to my husband. He's like, I want the chicken coop to match the house. So yeah, I want I it to sort of be a replica of the house. It's like, oh my God, only you could find a way to make this chicken adventure the most costly it it could possibly be. So that's not Listen, gonna Marjorie, happen. a few years ago in the Neiman Marcus holiday gift guide, oh, you know see? how they come out with that <laughs> gift guide? They had a $100,000 chicken coop yeah. for sale. You could actually make it as expensive as a house. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, the pundits aren't going to do that. And, but this is, I love the way he thinks. This is partly why I love being married to him is because he just has a wonderful imagination about everything that he wants. I mean, this is the man that came to me and said, we need, we cut down a tree in our backyard and he's like, I have a vision where I want that to be piglet holding a balloon. So we hired an artist <laughs> to make a piglet in our backyard because our next door neighbor loved piglet and it's we had it facing cute. her house. And so I love he, it. Has a, he has a wonderful imagination, but a replica of our house in a chicken coop <laughs> is, is, is not happening. But but in terms of idealizing things, so we were talking about chickens the other night, and I said, you know, I think this is a really good idea. It'd be great. But I said, you have to be prepared. They poop a lot. I mean, this is the reality of having chickens. They do. And he looks at me, and I'm like, we might want to, because we have an enclosed back space and then the front space. And I said, we might want to put the coop back there. And so you can sort of contain it a little bit. And then if you want them to run around in the front, which is, we can and he didn't like that idea, but he was also having to reconcile, they poop. I mean, it's like, you, you have farm animals now. So you have to think about, like, what does that look like? Do you mind that it might be on your walkway? Do you, I mean, there are, there are realities to having farm animals when you grew up in the city. It's True. not, it's not, it's messy sometimes. I it mean, totally I think and that's, that's something you have to think about. And that actually brings us to the next topic, which is gardening. And chicken poop <laughs> is amazing fertilizer for gardens. There you so go. So when you have your chicken coop, you need to have a compost set up so that you can compost your chicken poop and your chicken waste and everything that comes out of the chicken coop. And then you put it into the garden. Now, I know you're set up for the garden, right? This is happening in Kansas. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm very excited about this. So I I have the space planned out for the beds. And I went on gardeners.com, which you recommended in the last podcast. And Still it is good, a right? wonderful, it's a wonderful site. And raised beds, they're not expensive, but they're not cheap. But I'm not going to DIY one. I'm not going to he- Home Depot. I'm not, I don't have a J. That's not yeah, happening. That's totally so fine. I, t- I found, I, I sent you the, the link for it. It's just this really cute raised bed. It has little copper tops on the little posts. It's, it's charming. And I think one is going to be, I'm going to get a three by three and a three by six. Great. And so we have two French doors that open off of, we have a sort of an open floor plan in our house and they open off onto this stone patio. And I've carved out a place within the stone patio of that's where the garden's going to go. So you open up those doors. And I'll have the three by three right there, and that'll be the herb garden because of your recommendation of having that close. And then the, the three by close. six will be the bigger one. So brilliant. And you're going to be amazed by how much food you're going to be able to get out of just that small space. And go, go on the hunt for some fun trellises that look cool that you can right. put in there, and then you'll be able to grow up, and you'll be amazed. You're going to be able to get so much out of it. That's great. Yeah, and then, I'm really excited Is there it. some sort of carrot that you're really excited about growing? Oh, I wanted to tell you about this one site. So now I am in, I've done the deep dive into nursery catalogs and I don't have any idea which are the best. So this might be a future <laughs> podcast for us because I want to be very mindful 
of who I order plants and seeds. And I might, you know, pretty much if you avoid Monsanto, you're in good shape. That's just the truth of it. But I did find, and I, I only pulled this up because I thought you would find it interesting, is I found a catalog or a website called seedsavers.org. They're amazing. Yes. And do you know them? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, of course you do. I thought it was so cool, but they had all of these heirloom seeds, and they had something I'd never seen before. And I get super excited when there's something I've never seen before. It was a purple carrot, oh, like yes. a full big purple carrot. It was really and cool. I, so. I always recommend growing things that you can't necessarily find at the grocery store or the farmer's market even. It's fun right. to grow things in your garden that you can't get other places because – then it just makes it more of an experience and, a, and an experiment, and you are helping to keep alive varieties of food that are not available. There are thousands of kinds of apples, thousands, thousands right. and thousands of kinds of apples. And when you go to the grocery store, you see like five. And when you yeah. go to the orchard, you maybe see 20. And right. so that shows you how many more are out there. And how many things that you can keep alive. And I mean, the apple is just the tip of the iceberg. That's the same as it is with every single variety of food, which is so exciting and makes you think I'll never live long enough to grow everything I want to grow. Oh, that's so cool. And the other thing you inspired us to do is we we have a little corner in our yard where I was going to put a some sort of fir tree, just something pretty and something green. And it's just a perfect little corner. And there's nothing there right now except a couple of tulips. And I said, how would you feel about a fir tree there? And Ian's like, uh, not, I don't, not crazy about that. And then after we talked, Elizabeth, he loves cherries. I said, how would yes. you feel about a North Star cherry tree? And he's like, yes. that I would love. So we're going to plant yes. that sort of in the corner. That is so good. And in Kansas, you can probably do like even other varieties too. Minnesota, we're a little limited because you really have to do cold, we are hardy, right, tart yeah, cherries. We, no big surprise. We're right in a great agricultural zone. It's great. Know your zone. Know your zone, my friends. Okay. Yeah. A couple of gardening resources for me. I, I've got one that I think you should really follow on Instagram. And Marjorie, I know that you are going to love this woman. And I actually want to try to get her on our podcast at some point. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Her name is Nicole Burke. And she has an Instagram account called Gardenary Co. So Garden, A-R-Y Co, C-O on Instagram. And she she initially went by Rooted Garden. She is now in Houston, but what she does is so cool. She creates these gorgeous raised bed setups, and she has a new book coming oh. out, and I've been watching some of her Insta stories as she's been going through some of the book, but she does on her Instagram feed, it has these amazing before and afters of just like a blank space in your yard. And then what it can turn into, she trains garden coaches. She does all sorts of things. And so what I really love about her is that it's about the garden and it's about creating food. And, but even more for her, it's the art of the aesthetic of how the garden can look in your yard. And it totally justifies that idea that a vegetable garden needs to be a patch of dirt in the backyard, that you can make it something that is just this magical space in your yard. And it's not that hard. It's not like you're it's not a $100,000 chicken coop, right? It's right. just the way that you place the raised beds, maybe a few little details on the raised beds, the type of mulch that you use around, some really beautiful arched trellises. Oh, I love It's not this. like anything crazy. It's doable, but it's just really lovely. So I've been sending my husband tons of pictures and just going, hey, okay, let's think about this inspiration and this inspiration because it just makes you 
excited to plant. So, what, so I think so she's what fantastic. Did, what have you guys decided in, in the backyard? Because you were going to go raised bed as well. Yeah, so we're doing two raised beds, and they're going to be three feet by eight feet. So three feet wide, eight feet long. We mapped it out last night, and it's harder than I thought to figure out the placement of where you want your garden to go. I mean, it obviously has to go in the sunniest spot. That's super right. important. But we actually have a really big yard for being in the city, and that was a big part of why we bought this house is because right. we just love the yard. And, but we, we want to redo our garage. We, Jay wants to do a hockey rink. We want to do (laughs) some different things in the yard. And so it was like, Hey, we have to strategize where this is going to go, where it's not going to get in the way of those things. Like if we're going to expand our garage, we need space to be able to do that. So we spent some time this weekend and mapped it all out. Jay was supposed to go to Home Depot yesterday, but Marjorie, who knows? Hopefully it'll get done this week because I'm going to have dirt delivered this weekend. And fantastic. Then we will, we'll load it up and get planting, but it is, it's fun. It just, our yard is very much like a blank slate. Oh, that's so great. Now, and I so sort it's of a, feeling a little overwhelming. I have sort of a rookie question for you. So you said you're having the soil delivered this week. Yes. How, how do you know how much to order? And then two, do you specify like, I want this to be gardening soil or I want it to be because there's fill soil and there's gardening soil? Yes. So what you do is you can do a little math equation online. You can actually find, I don't know if it's on gardeners.com. Maybe it is, but I just, you enter in what the, what the dimensions of your raised beds are going to be. And then okay. it'll tell you how many cubic feet or cubic yards of soil you need. So oh, I need okay. just under 1.2 cubic yards right. for mine. And so, and then you call like your garden supply center or your landscaping company. I work with a company here called Patio Town and I do ads for them. And so right. I get as much as I can from them. And so I texted my guy there and said, Hey, what do I need? And they do like a one part soil, one part organic compost matter, one part sand mixture that then they will drop off in a big, they'll, they're going to put it on a big tarp that Jay will oh, lay cool. out and then he'll wheelbarrow it in. And how much does that cost? Uh, I don't know. I just asked him for the pricing on it. It's going to be a few hundred bucks. A few hundred it's not bucks. Cheap. Okay. But you yeah, only so- have to do that once. You do that one time, you get it set up right. and then you add. And then hopefully what you're doing to keep your soil healthy is you are continually planting and co- and adding compost all right. the time. And right. then that's going to be. And the most gratifying thing is when you see the first worms in your beds. And I mean, if there are worms, you are doing a great job. Worms. Well, where, where do the worms come from? They just will show up. They'll just show up. (laughs) It's amazing. And then you'll see a giant one and you'll be like, this is terrific. That's great. That's great. It's very exciting. Yeah. And and finally, bread. Bread. Okay. I have one person I think you should follow on Instagram as well. And this is Zoe Francois. Zoe Francois is another one we've got to get on the podcast. She is... One of the bakers behind Artisan Bread in Five Minutes a Day, which I've talked about before. And her Instagram is so glorious because she just does the most amazing tutorials on baking. She does bread, but then she also does a ton of pastries. She's a pastry chef at heart. And so it's just really, really inspiring to look at her Instagram feed and to see what she's baking. And she does amazing, an amazing job with these, like her inner Insta stories and inner IGTV, her tutorials on how to actually do things. Oh, that's great. And she dances around and has fun and she's darling (laughs) and just a blast. So she's a great one to follow just to get some, not only bread, but some other baking inspiration because I know a lot of people aren't necessarily just doing bread. Well, look at that. 
chickens, garden, and bread. <laughs> and all of them. I'm inspired by you on all of them. So, Aww. but the garden, you're going to be so proud of me. This is such a, this is such a step forward for me from a girl that grew up in a high rise to planting a raised bed garden. This is a, this is a big darn deal. It's so exciting. You can do it anytime. It Jay Reimers just came up the stairs. He's geared Hi, up Jay to Reimers. build those raised beds, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's geared up. He's ready. I said you are doing it. Oh, he heard me say he was supposed to get the wood yesterday. Now he's mad. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Busted. Positive. Sorry, I'm staying positive. You, you want to come tell the people when the bed is getting done? It's going to get done? <laughs> It'll be done. <laughs> you got to be careful. He can hear me oh, yeah. up here. <laughs> Luckily, Ian didn't hear me talking about the chicken coop. So. Right? I know you have to, we should have certain episodes that they're allowed to listen to and certain ones that they're not. Ian's not allowed to listen to this one either, Jay. No, sorry. No. And I just love the husband answer. It will be done. It will be done. <laughs> it's very good. All right. If you are enjoying this podcast and the occasional appearance by a disgruntled Jay Rymers, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast and write a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to receive our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. I love you, Jay Rymers. <laughs> Have a good day, Elizabeth. Oh, I will. You too. Okay, bye. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.